Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. Welcome to WellMed Radio. We're delighted to have you with us. I'm Ron Aaron. Along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. Dr. Charles is board certified in family practice, a doctor of osteopathy, and uh, we are delighted to have her with us week after week after week. And I have to ask you, Dr. Charles, you have uh, decorated your ID card with a green circle of something. What is it? It's a little it? cactus, Ron. It's just fun. Just a That's little cool. fun, little bobble to, to use to carry my badge around. Just a little... It was actually, it's nice and green, little green um, <laughs> cactus, and I wanted it for St. Patty's Day so I wouldn't get pinched. Exactly. And, and you said there's a woman who brings them by every once in a while? Yeah, there's a, a lady that, a friend of my medical assistant that has, that does it kind of as a business, makes these cute little um, badge holders and brings them well, by. that's cool. So it's fun. Well, we've got a great topic today, nutrition and exercise at home during COVID-19, and I I know, Dr. Charles, like every PCP in America, you try to get your patients to get up, get moving, and do some work, right? That's right. Yeah, it's a topic of pretty much every visit. Well, we're going to welcome Dr. Bami Petranik with us. Dr. Petranik is a physician with WellMed at Fort St. Lucie in West Florida. She is the lead physician there. She earned her medical degree from American University in the Caribbean, St. Martin, the island she was on, completed her family medicine residency at Guthrie Healthcare, Robert Packer Hospital in Sayre, Pennsylvania, and she now finds herself in uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida. And Dr. Uh, Petronick, great to see you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Talk to me a little bit because you said something while we were getting ready to go on the air that I really enjoyed. You said, oh, you may have time to get your 20-minute walk in. Have you made exercise a part of your life? Uh, very much so. Why? Um, uh, well, I know how important it is uh, all throughout my life, and I'm sure this is a common thing with many people. They, we know in general what we should be doing. We should be exercising. We should be eating right. And we keep, uh, we keep having our excuses why we're not doing it. Oh, it's too hard. I don't have the time. And eventually... For some people, there comes a time when you realize, you know what, I got to do something. And uh, initially tried to make it fun, uh, did some stuff that was fun, and then just said, you know what, I need to do, make it a habit. And now I can easily exercise about an hour a day, pretty much every day. Now, the, the line used to be when you go off to college, you'd put on the uh, freshman 10 pounds. Uh, I've said to folks with COVID-19, many of us self-quarantine. Many of us have added the 20, 30, 40 pounds. There are a lot of folks who did a lot of eating uh, during COVID-19, and uh, it's not over yet, although we can see light at the end of the tunnel. Talk to me a bit about food choices, nutrition, uh, and, and ways in which we can control the calories, because somebody told me once, it really is all about calories. Oh, well, that's partially correct. It's not entirely about the calories, but it is a huge part of the equation. They used to say calories in versus calories out. It's not just about the number of calories you take in, but it's also the amount of calories that you uh, use during your um, uh, regular routines, exercise, general activity. 
but in some people, uh, also metabolism plays a role. Some people who have uh, slower metabolisms can eat less, but still have a hard time losing the weight. And others that have a fast metabolism, they can do uh, a new exercise and suddenly it um, makes their metabolism even faster and harder, uh, harder to keep weight on. Now, as we age, do, uh, does our metabolism slow? In some people it can. But not Actually, a rule most, of thumb, not everybody. And most people uh, that I've seen in the clinic have the problem that they're trying to lose weight versus uh, to gain. Although I do see that sometimes in the, um, the elderly, that they're not taking in enough calories and they're uh, having a hard time trying to keep weight on. And I know, Dr. Charles, we have some of our folks uh, in many of the cities in which uh, WellMed operates and, and elsewhere who live in food deserts where they really don't have access to the kind of nutritional food they need. That's right. And I know we have programs like through our WellMed Senior Centers to try to help provide nutrition, um, you know, better quality nutrition for, for seniors that are struggling to get enough of the right kind of calories. You know, we talk about wanting to push uh, fruits and vegetables and high fiber foods that are going to, you know, provide more vitamins for them on a regular basis. Um, so, yeah. I have a friend here in uh, San Antonio who's a pediatrician, and he used to give the advice to his patients uh, for their children, the children being his real patients. Uh, you need to uh, give them more fruits. You need to provide more vegetables. And then he discovered one day they had no access. And so he took it on his own to put a deal together with the food bank. And one day a week at his clinic in the parking lot, he makes available free fruits and vegetables uh, for the patients who are coming in. And it's made a big difference. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, that's a great idea. So Dr. Petronik, as we talk about uh, food and nutrition before we get to exercise, uh, I, I know a uh, occupational therapist who uh, says to folks, what we need to figure out is how to have three, four, five, six small meals a day rather than the traditional three large meals? Uh, some people, um, I've noticed that the more meals you have, it tends to make the metabolism a little bit faster. Also, if you have smaller meals, uh, you tend to feel um, less, uh, what's the word? Stuffed. Um, exactly, stuffed or uh, tend to be less sluggish. Uh, one of the big issues with uh, the diet and nutrition is our portion sizes. Whatever we are eating, very often it's too much. And you know, a lot too many processed foods with all their chemicals in it. In some areas, not enough access to the healthier produce. We're not really looking at the um, at the labels to see what exactly we are eating as far as we're thinking we're eating a healthy packaged salad, but then lo and behold, there's a lot of fat in it because of uh, the added mixins. All right, now stay with me just a minute. I want to remind folks who may have just joined us. You're listening to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron. Delighted to have you with us along with our co-host, Dr. Maurice Charles, and our special guest today, Dr. Bambi Petrodic. Uh, she's the WellMed at Port St. Lucie West in Florida and is the lead physician there. We're talking about diet, exercise, nutrition, and in light of COVID-19, uh, how we can get that exercise in. So, once you figure out what to eat, how to eat, uh, Dr. Petronik, talk to me a little bit about exercise. What can you do if you uh, really don't want to go out? Okay, well, there's, I have um, an answer to almost every excuse as to why uh, people uh, can't exercise and like how they get around those excuses. 
So with respect to not wanting to go outside, heck, you can exercise indoors. You can do stretching exercises indoors. You can do uh, weight training indoors. You can do your cardio indoors. We have um, technology that allows us to go to classes virtually to, to learn new types of activities and skills. The, the senior centers are offering some of those virtual classes for people that are able to tune in um, and have the instructors through, through the website. And you don't have That's to live in a source. city where there is a senior center. Uh, you can access them uh, through the Internet. Is what you're saying, Dr. Charles. All that's those... right. That's right. So you, it, that's right. You don't have to physically be able to. Well, right now you can't physically come to the senior centers because they're not functioning in that manner. So they branched out and are providing those classes to patients through the Internet so that there's more access to those exercise classes as well as an so option. Dr. Dr. Petronick, share with us, I'm not trying to teach people excuses, but what are the things that your clients say to you? One obviously is, oh, I don't have the time. I, I'm just too busy. What are some That's of the other exactly. things you hear? Uh, I don't have enough time. Uh, I'm too tired. It's boring. Uh, equipment is so expensive. Uh, um, some people say, oh, I, I walk at work all day. Uh, I walk so much at work. I don't need to exercise anymore from that. Well, unless you're a server, what kind of walking are you doing? Right. Most people don't actually walk as much as they think. <laughs> so, and, and it's not the right type of intensity uh, either. Mm -hmm. I mean, to use walking as a form of moderate intensity exercise, you have to be walking at a rate of about two and a half miles an hour. And how so what fast are some is of those, that? Um, I mean, that's really moving your feet or is it sort of a, a, a slow pace? Slow but uh, steady. It's, an, it's enough of a pace that it may, uh, can make, carrying on a conversation a bit difficult. Okay. Well, that's a good way to know that. Thank you. And Dr. Charles, you were going to add? I was going to ask, um, you know, what are some of those tips that you, uh, I loved earlier, you said, you know, you with exercise, you have to turn it into a habit. So what are some of the ways that you coach your patients to help them develop an exercise routine that's going to turn into a habit? Um, well, there's a few different ways. Uh, one is maybe just start scheduling it. Um, there's a lot of things that we do every day that we, we don't exactly enjoy doing, like brushing our teeth, doing our laundry, washing the dishes, but somehow we know we got to do it and we just do it. Um, for some, time is an issue. So if you can break up the time with what you do have available, for instance, in the mornings, I have about 10 minutes that I can exercise before I come to work. And so I will do a class, whether it be bicycling indoors or uh, some weight, weight training, and I'll do that for a 10-minute class, and then I go to work. And then once I'm at work, then how early I come to work, I might be able to walk outside. So basically trying to uh, schedule um, activity is a, a great way to start, and then trying to uh, find ways that you can sneak in extra activity throughout the day. There's a story about really all you need to do is three minutes a day. All you need to do is... Uh, two minutes a day of intensive exercise. And I'm waiting for the article that says 30 seconds, boom, you're done. <laughs> well, if you did a, a whole lot of 30 second uh, exercises throughout the day, I, I'm sure you might be able to get enough exercise that way. But you, So you can add it up accumulatively? Yes, they say that you can add it up cumulatively. Uh, but on average, just to maintain uh, good uh, health, 
it should be about 150 minutes a week of moderate intensity exercise. If you want more optimal health, um, increasing that level to at least like, you know, 300 uh, minutes a week uh, would be great. And those that have, that aren't exercising at all, I mean, heck, just sit less, move more, and any exercise is better than no exercise, even if you can only do it a few minutes at a time. All right, now stay with me just a minute. We're going to come right back to you. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. We're talking with uh, Dr. Bambi Petronick. She's at WellMed at Port Lucie West in Florida. You're listening to WellMed Radio. You may be experiencing anxiety or stress regarding all the news about COVID-19 or what is commonly referred to as coronavirus. You are not alone. Optum is opening its emotional support helpline, providing access to specially trained mental health specialists. This is a toll-free number and it will be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week for as long as necessary. This is a free service. Anyone in need of emotional support is welcome to call. The number is 866-342-6892. That's 866-342-6892. One more time, 866-342-6892. Crying. Thank you so much for joining us on WellMed Radio. I'm your host, Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles. And with us on our WellMed Radio hotline from Port St. Lucie West in Florida, uh, we're talking with Dr. Bami Petronik. Uh, she's the lead physician there. And, and Dr. Petronik, we've been talking about, we began with diet, food, nutrition, and then into exercise. And you were saying to us uh, off the air that whatever the excuse is that your patient brings to you, uh, you can redirect them. So let's play act. So doctor, I, I'd love to exercise, but it is so hot outside. Okay, well, just because it's hot outside doesn't mean you can't do exercise. Have you tried exercising indoors? Like where? Uh, okay, well, before the pandemic, uh, I was often at recommending for patients to go maybe to a mall and uh, walk around, but you can also do exercise in your own home. And then what about, you know, I'd love to go outside, but it's raining. Basically, the, the same uh, the same answers I would give. You can do it indoors. And if depending on the safety of the uh, facility uh, during the pandemic, uh, you can go elsewhere as a potential. Now, you mentioned stretching exercises. What is it that you recommend? Well, there's some basic stretches that you can do. The point is to stretch just to the point that you feel a little bit of stretch, not to the point of feeling pain. So if you try to stretch to uh, touch your toes, you normally can't go that far. Don't push yourself to go that far. Uh, Some patients, I've uh, actually shown them some basic yoga poses, uh, not the kind where you're really in a major pretzel, but uh, ones that are more relaxing to help uh, slowly with the help of gravity to uh, stretch out those soft tissues. Now, what about yoga? I joined a, uh, a yoga class for beginners, which I really enjoyed. It wasn't uh, overly competitive or, or, or difficult. Mostly I found it incredibly relaxing. 
I'm actually a big fan of a type of yoga called yin yoga. And in that, it's pretty much most of the poses are going to be on the floor. You're not breaking a sweat. And you tend to hold the poses for much uh, longer than uh, what's in traditional uh, yoga studios. And it's uh, good for people of all ages, uh, regardless of how uh, flexible that they may be. Yin yoga. Uh, basically, yin. if you're familiar with the uh, yin and yang, it's the first part, the, the yin yoga. It's the yin of the yang. I like that. Yes. Absolutely. You know, I, we talk a lot about, um, you know, the, the yoga for seniors, you know, a lot of times they can even do seated yoga. You know, there's a lot of stretches for the head and neck, for the shoulders, for the legs to improve mobility and get, you know, the, the circulation going to um, improve the flexibility. Yoga is a fantastic exercise for that. Tai Chi is another good option. Um, a lot of people, I, I know I have a lot of patients that haven't really heard too much about Tai Chi, which is technically a martial art, but the movements are so fluid and so slow. Generally, it's it's well tolerated. It's great for the joints and great for building up that core. Um, so that's another good one I'd like to recommend. But but just walking, you know, and, and Dr. Petronik is right. You know, we have, we can find so many excuses, you know, during the day too busy, too tired, not enough time. But most things that you can do, for example, like Dr. Petronik just did before she came into the show, um, she took a little 20 minute walk. You know, most people can find 10 minutes, 20 minutes somewhere during their day um, to go for a nice brisk walk um, and, and, you know, get your exercise in that way. So it's fantastic. And Dr. another Petronik. very uh, common, ex oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was uh, going to say go ahead. Another popular excuse that I get is uh, those that have injuries or they, ha uh, let's say they have a bad knee and they say, well, I can't go outside and walk because I, uh, I have a lot of knee pain. But there's other exercises that you can do um, that can actually strengthen the knee or don't involve the knee, uh, such as you can do upper body exercises to get into the routine uh, if you uh, chronically have pain in your back or the lower body. And uh, if you're really not that mobile uh, and pretty much sitting around the couch all day, well, you can do things while you're in uh, on the couch to get your heart rate going for starters. I mean, this is for people who really have no exercise tolerance whatsoever. There's always, I mean, I'm hard pressed to find uh, a situation where they can't do any kind of activity to get their heart rate going a little bit. I like the way you started into that exercise. Show us again of the kind of arm movements that can get your heart ticking. Okay, so if you're sitting around uh, on the couch, you can start raising your arms or side to side. And that'll get that heart going. Oh yes, they can definitely get your heart going. And my, my lower body, uh, I didn't stress out my knees or my back doing that at all. You can even you know, do that other, in the office. Sure, one other trick that I, I try to, uh, see to get my patients moving a little better is, you know, say you have a, a 30 minute TV show that you really enjoy a sitcom, for example, a little 30 minute show. Like if you have a treadmill or if you have a bicycle, like, you know, go ahead and use that during the show. Um, maybe go a little faster during the commercial breaks. Um, but that's another good way to get your 30 minutes in without it feeling like too much of a burden. Most people now, will those... sit and watch a half hour once in a while. For those of you listening to us on the radio, what Dr. Petronik did was raise her hands above her head several times, move them out to the left and to the right and up and down, uh, and it, it'll get that ticker going. It, it certainly makes sense to try to do that. A stationary bike, uh, as well as Dr. Charles was saying, 
if you happen to have one or, or you want to purchase one, uh, it, it's a great way to get exercise. And I know a lot of folks uh, have invested in a Peloton, uh, which is a name brand, but there are a lot of bikes that are out there that compete with that. Uh, and the, uh, the question, Dr. Uh, Petronik, is how do you make it a habit? You just start small and you build up as tolerated. So what, Charles, do you, what do you normally recommend? So let's say commit to um, three times a week, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. That's usually well, a good place I to start. I try to go um, very minimal with patients. I just say, what are you willing to commit to? And uh, we can start off as what's called like a micro habit. Uh, where they come up with something that might not be sound big in the long run, but it has the ability to move mountains because you keep building on it. So if I can just say, can you at least for five minutes every day, uh, like right after you brush your teeth in the morning, uh, do this do this type of activity. And then when they got that as a habit, then they add on to it. They'll put more time. They'll start doing, uh, doing it with uh, weights and just build from there. Some people, everybody has a different level of exercise tolerance, and I have to try to find a way to meet them uh, where they are. Trying to get buy-in from your patient rather than you dictate, here's what you should do. That's huge. Because, because uh, not it, the, uh, the patients who are already regularly doing this stuff, they don't, they don't need uh, me to be telling them, uh, I'm not a fitness trainer. I, they don't need uh, me to be telling them what type of workouts to do. I need to listen to my patients. I need to know what their limitations are, um, what they are actually able to do so I can best guide them. And if it, and if I have their buy-in on this and it's a shared decision-making, it's more likely to be successful. And, and Dr. Charles, I get the sense that uh, if we really do engage in a regular, consistent exercise program, it's a prophylactic to keep you healthy. It will indeed... Uh, deal with a lot of issues that might otherwise cause you serious problems. Well, it's, it's great for the heart, for cardiovascular health, helps reduce your risk of heart attacks and strokes. Um, it's great for stress, to reduce stress levels. You know, that's one good way to, to burn some of that anxious energy and may help even reduce depression. You know, some people um, that are having a lot of um, difficulty with mood and, and irritability get better when they have a regular exercise program. And Dr. Petronik, right, Dr. Petronik? Uh, I was going to ask I you the do. same thing. Exercise fights like, stress? Uh, yes, yes. I mean, there's many benefits of regular exercise. Uh, it can actually help protect against many chronic diseases because a lot of uh, diseases are based on uh, like a metabolic syndrome. If we're overweight or obese uh, with the diabetes, uh, blood pressure, cholesterol and such, it can also improve our memory and our brain function, uh, help us get better sleep, and as well as weight management, uh, which is the big buzz uh, on there, uh, improve our balance, and as we get older, decrease our risk of falls. I mean, there's, there's many, many potential benefits of regular exercise. Let me ask a little more about stress. We've got about uh, two minutes left in the program, and uh, with COVID-19, and certainly Florida has had its share of ups and downs uh, with the infection rate, uh, are you seeing a lot of stress in your patients? Uh, yes, I, I definitely have seen um, patients. Are have, some are coping better than others. And what do you tell them? I mean, uh, Well, there are some resources. Uh, not everybody uh, can see a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but there are a lot of uh, online uh, resources. There's 
uh, those that are more technologically savvy, I've uh, recommended some of the apps that actually can put you in touch with somebody um, for mental health counseling. Uh, there's apps that uh, can help teach you breathing exercises or just guide you through uh, relaxation meditation uh, protocols. Yeah, I absolutely recommend, you know, similar, it, depending on their, how technically savvy they are. But we have lots of patients that enjoy, um, you know, those meditation apps. Um, if they have access to YouTube, there's so many videos that you can uh, watch that will help guide you through a uh, relaxation meditation and deep breathing exercises. It makes a big difference for stress levels and for sleep. You know, a lot of patients really are just having a difficult time coping because of loss. You know, it's loss of sometimes loved ones, sometimes just the independence and freedom um, that's come from from this COVID pandemic. So, and you're right, there is light, you know, at the end of the tunnel, at least we're starting to see some benefit. And definitely, we're still encouraging everybody who hasn't been vaccinated to go ahead and get vaccinated. I would hope so. And uh, the availability of vaccine uh, has increased. So no matter what your age, uh, 16 and over can now uh, get vaccinated. And because fewer people are choosing it, uh, it means there's more availability for those who want to. But we are out of time. Dr. Petronik, thank you so much for joining us. We really enjoyed it, and we appreciate you coming on. Dr. Bambi Petronik, Wellman at Port St. Lucie West in Florida is where we find her. She's the lead physician there. On behalf of Dr. Maurice Charles, I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you for joining us today on WellMed Radio. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.